sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240 for Bayou Sports here on August the 31st, the last day in August, September. It's tomorrow, folks, and football is on the way. Of course, Jeff, uh, the first uh, thing on the agenda this morning, uh, the Saints make some cuts yesterday and from what we see, no really big surprises, but a trade that I, that surprised me with uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And uh, I wasn't expecting that. They trade him to the Eagles for, I think, some condi- one conditional pick in a, a seventh round, I do believe. Two uh, solid picks, one conditional pick over, okay. over two or three years. Yeah, and uh, the Saints, uh, uh, Ian Book didn't make it. Uh, of course, he still has an opportunity if he clears waivers that the Saints can put him on the practice squad. Don't know if they will or won't. Uh, but uh, overall, uh, uh, no big surprises, I think, in that regard with the Saints uh, cutting down their, uh, their, their team down to the 53 required players. And I, I'd mentioned, too, about that the practice squad players number now 16. So the uh, Saints have an opportunity. A lot of those guys that they did cut, if they clear waivers, uh, they can put them on the practice squad. Not sure who those may be. And uh, in the meantime, um, the Saints' uh, initial 53-man roster is set. But with that... Uh, it could still change. Oh, yeah, and I think it will. I really do. I think sometimes you like to hide players. You cut them early. When I say cut them early, when they had to get down to the 80, they'll cut a player. And, uh, you know, most of the teams in the league think, ah, well, he's, you know, he's the bottom of the roster. But it's, it's a psychology move that you, they that's what you're intended to do is make other teams think he's not really that good. And uh, you put him on the practice squad later on. Uh, do the Saints have one or two players like that? I'm not sure. But uh, they uh, made some cuts yesterday. And it was just surprising that C.J. Gardner-Johnson was traded to the – that that caught me by surprise. That was one thing. And uh, they they got a 2025 seventh rounder to Philadelphia Eagles along with a 2023 fifth rounder and a 2024 sixth rounder. A surprising move that cleared one spot. Was not expected there. The following veterans were released uh, elsewhere. Linebackers John Bostic, uh, Eric Wilson, offensive lineman uh, Nick Martin, uh, and Josh Andrews. Defensive end, your boy Taco Charlton didn't make it. Tight end, J.P. Holtz. But I got a funny feeling Charlton's going to be brought back on the practice squad if he clears waivers. The Saints also waived 12 players. The quarterback, Ian Book. Defensive lineman, Jordan Jackson, who was a draft choice this past year. Nico Lalos, uh, receiver, Dijon Dixon. That's a kid from Nichols. Kirk Merritt, who I thought had an opportunity to make the team, was also uh, uh, cut. Rashid uh, Rashid Shahid. Linebackers, uh, Nalfi Swole. Uh, Chase Hansen, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, defensive backs Vincent Gray, Demarcus Fields, and offensive lineman Derek Swiger. So uh, 
And two of those Saints wave were recent draft picks. Of course, that was Book uh, last year in the fourth round out of Notre Dame. And, of course, Jackson, who I just mentioned, was a sixth round in the, this past draft in 2022. So they also placed defensive tackle Albert Huggins on injury reserve, wide receiver Kwan Baker on the suspended list. Of course, Baker has a six-game suspension for violating the league policy on performance-enhancing uh, products. Uh, and among the most notable cuts were linebackers, as I mentioned. Uh, uh, Pete Warner is still in the training camp, but Warner is recovering from a groin injury and yet not yet clear whether he'll be ready to play in week one. Of course, Warner is a kid from Ohio State, wears number 20. New Orleans possibly could bring, as we mentioned, some of those players back uh, to the active roster later this week, specifically some of the veteran players who will not be exposed to the other 31 teams through the waiver wires. So, uh Interesting, the only undrafted rookie free agent to make the roster was a big kid, Lewis Kidd, a six-foot-six tackle from Montana State who spent most of uh, training camp working at right tackle. Anyway, uh, one of the better stories coming from the initial roster belongs to safety Justin Evans, a former second-round pick of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who has not played in an NFL game since he tore an Achilles near the end of the 2018 season. So, uh Basically, the Saints roster is set, uh, Jeff, uh, and I look for a few little, uh, you know, player here, player there over the next, uh, what we're looking at, uh, uh, 11 days, 12 days. I mean, the Saints could see somebody was cut from another team and say, you know what, uh, that guy fills a need for us, and that bumps a guy, or trades uh, can still happen, uh, no doubt about uh, the possibility for change. Between now and, and keep in mind, again, it's 10, 11 days away before That's the right. Saints play their next game. So uh, they just had to literally list 53 players as being on their roster. Um, but, but again, it can change. Oh, very much so. But uh, here's a breakdown. Uh, quarterbacks, Winston and Dalton. Running backs, Kamara, Ingram, Washington, T- Tony Jones Jr. and Adam Prentice. Wide receivers, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave. Marquez Callaway, Dante Harty, uh, and Traquan Smith. And it's amazing. The one, two, and three receivers from last year are now four, five, and six in that regard. So uh, uh, tight ends, Adam Troutman, Tyson Hill, uh, Nick Vanette, and Juwan uh, Johnson. The offensive lineman, Ramchak, uh, Hurst, Pete, Ruiz, uh, McCoy, L- Young, Penning, uh, Kidd, and Throckmorton. Uh, elsewhere, the defensive lineman, uh, or I should say ends, in uh, Cameron Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Peyton Turner, Carl Grandison, and Tanoa Capacid none. Uh, boy, that's... Uh, and, and, you know, there's a couple of guys in the Saints uh, broadcast booth hoping that guy never hits the field. <laughs> what do you think Harry would do that? I haven't. He'd try and spell it backwards. Honad Nangushpasapka. Oh, man. Anyway... Uh, the defensive tackles, Onimata, uh, Tuttle, Roach, and uh, Street. Linebackers, Davis, of course, Demario Davis, Pete Warner, uh, Ellis, Braun, and uh, uh, Dual. Uh, Lattimore, uh, Adebo, Roby, uh, Taylor, Toys Taylor, the draft choice from Tennessee this year. Matthew, uh, May. Safeties here. Yeah, the safeties, uh, Williams, Evans, and uh, Daniel Sorensen. JT Gray, who's an all-pro player. 
made the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, specialist Will Luntz, boy's glad, glad to have him back. And no doubt. Gilligan, uh, the punter, and Zach Wood, the uh, deep snapper. So uh, right now that's tentative, uh, the St. roster. Uh, as we mentioned, could be some changes in that regard. Yeah, and, the idea uh, that Trevor Penning uh, is on the 53-man, is that an indication he's not going to be put on the injured list? Because if he was on the injured list, they could add somebody, right? That's that's correct. Yeah. That is correct. So uh, we'll see how that uh, all is going to play out. I saw one unique story, too. Uh, uh, let's see if uh, I can find it here with regards to uh, the NFL. Uh, Jared Bernhardt made the Falcons' 53-man roster Tuesday as a receiver, despite, you ready, never playing the position before May. Uh, in 2021, he went from the nation's top college lacrosse player to a D2 national champion at quarterback. Now he's an NFL wide receiver with the Falcons. Uh, incredible. Just goes to show you, uh, you know, uh, the Saints had their beer man for yeah, a few yeah. years back in the day. Uh, you know, he never – I don't think he even played high school football. And uh, comes off the field. He said when – I'll never forget when he got his, you know, the minimum wage with the NFL back then. I don't know. It was maybe four hundred, five hundred thousand, 500,000. And uh, he got his first check. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And he thought maybe they put an extra zero on his check. <laughs> he couldn't understand it. I think his check was for after taxes and all was something like uh, twenty something thousand dollars. I don't think he made that in no. a year as <laughs> delivering beer to uh, supermarkets and bars. But uh, just interesting in that regard. So anyway, college football season is here in the air, and uh, you know, Jeff, I've yet to see where Coach uh, Kelly has announced his starting quarterback. And what? That's amazing. Uh, I I don't think it is that shocking uh, when there is no obvious choice. uh, And if you don't have to reveal it, why why do so? Make them prepare. uh, Make Florida State prepare for two quarterbacks. And and that's that's what he's doing, too. Then there's Jim Harbaugh, who has announced two starting quarterbacks, one this week and another next week already. (laughs) It doesn't matter what the first guy does. The second guy uh, up uh, will, you know, the... The challenger to the job uh, will get it uh, in week number two. So. Yeah, that's correct. Anyway, a little lightning round here. Uh, Cameron Smith broke away from the PGA. He's among the six yeah. newest PGA Tour defectors, all in the top 100 set to join the LIV this weekend's event in Boston. Uh, elsewhere, uh, in, uh, quickly in, in news, uh, Astros lefty uh, Framber Valdez threw his 22nd consecutive quality start a quality start is pitching six plus innings allowing three runs or fewer uh, earned runs and tuesday's win over the rangers it's the longest streak by a lefty in major league history man when you think about all the great left-handers that spawn and koufax in that crowd anyway lebron james he's in the news this morning 37 year old uh, lebron james already has made it clear he wants to play in the nba with his 17 year old son Bronny. Now he's saying he wants to stick around until his 15-year-old son, Bryce, makes it there, too. Why not? You're going to play with one? Why not play with the other one? Anyway, uh, elsewhere in uh, Measuring Stick, of course, the U.S. Open still going on uh, up in uh, Flushing Meadow. Uh, New York, of course, uh, we'll have some of that. Venus Williams, uh, notable losers yesterday. Yeah, the sister. Uh, her sister, uh, is Serena, is still going strong. Also, um, with the rights, Fox Sports uh, on Monday acquired the rights to the Perfect Ten. It's a documentary about only ten men 
who won both the Heisman and have been inducted into Pro Football Hall of Fame. And uh, some of those names out there are Roger Staubach, Paul Horning, Doak Walker, Earl Campbell, Tony Dorsett, Marcus Allen, Barry Sanders, Tim Brown, Charlie Wood, and uh, between the lines, only three of them who aren't participating in the documentary. Of course, Horning and Walker, who have both passed away, and uh, O.J. Simpson, and uh, we don't need to go there. Elsewhere, the doc uh, will air this week, uh, the week of the Super Bowl, I should say, coming in February. And soon thereafter, the 11th name could be added to that list. In 2002, Heisman Trophy winner Carson Palmer, who is eligible for the Hall, but I don't see him making the Hall. Do you, Jeff? Uh, Carson Palmer, the former UC. Uh, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, he, he didn't have so an, any disappointing type. Yeah. quarterbacks that came out of USC uh, back in the early 2000s. Yeah, Linehart being Although the, he, he did have a one. nice resurgence in his career. Uh, but again, Hall of Fame? No, I you know uh, go back to what Deion Sanders. I think it was Deion Sanders who suggested that the Hall of Fame has become watered down, and you know I kind of echoed that in the idea that there's a minimum number of players. They they find seven people at least to put in, whether they're deserving or not. So, yeah. You know, and so that I think is part of the problem. Uh, I tend to agree with you there too. Uh, I saw uh, uh, something recently. I, I don't know if I saved it or not. It's regard to uh, high school, the high school football coaches here in the state of Louisiana with the uh, the winning winning games. And of course, uh, J T. Curtis tops the list. I think he's the tops, maybe in the country too, for that matter. Uh, but a few coaches in the area, uh, Louis Cook being another one. Uh, the former Hanson coach. Uh, uh, Richard Dick McCloskey, who passed away a few years back, uh, he at one time was the winningest coach in the state of Louisiana back in the uh, early 80s when he retired sometime in 83, 84. Uh, interesting article on in that. Uh, of course, uh, Hanson uh, Stadium is named for him. Is it is, uh, Dick McCloskey? I went to uh, Montreal with him in 1976, uh, he and uh, five others. As we went to the uh, 22nd Summer Olympiad up in Montreal and had a great time, got to meet him and uh, – and uh, remained close to him until his death uh, back in the 80s. But uh, never married. Uh, his family was a Hanson school and, and lived near the school in a mobile home. Mm. And uh, just just uh, Hanson was his life and the young man he educated and trained at Hanson High School back in the day. Elsewhere, Jeff, I don't know if you have any other headlines that, uh, before we get ready to uh, bring on our first coach at 730. Now let's go ahead and take that break. But there is more to talk about, no doubt about it. But for folks... Uh, our schedule, Artie Lauza, is scheduled to join us uh, coming up next. And then uh, after that, we'll take a break and bring in Coach Rick Hudson at Highland Baptist Christian School. Those two teams uh, hooked up in last week's Jamboree and kick off their regular seasons Friday night. Uh, stay with us. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 9 to East Main across from McDonald's Best Drink Prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris, and thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, Best Bar, and more for this year's Best of the Tash. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And hope to have uh, Coach Artie Laus on the line uh, with us in the next few minutes. But uh, speaking of Delcom, the Delcom Panthers uh, end up winning their uh, Jamboree game. They took on, uh, I believe they were playing against uh, Holly Baptist. Yes, and... Uh, I show here a score of 28 to nothing with the Panthers coming out on top of uh, Holland Baptist. Uh, I know uh, watching some of the highlights of that particular game, uh, number four, uh, Jackson Wiggins had a really good game for the, uh, for the Delcom Panthers, uh, along with uh, Parker LeBlanc, the fine quarterback of the Delcom Panthers, uh, who gave Catholic High a lot of trouble last year running options and uh, just uh, carrying the football. Uh, Jeff and uh, Wiggins, um, of course, one of our sponsors here for our uh, uh, pocket guide. I uh, want to thank his grandfather and grandmother for sponsoring uh, Delcom's uh, schedule and uh, being on our pocket guide. You, you take your vehicles there. Oh, I do, religiously. <laughs> he, I think I've paid him enough where he can buy a few pocket guides. <laughs> there you go. But, uh, we appreciate uh, High Tech Automotive. By the way, a few other places where you can pick up you know, they're not only sponsors, but they're locations where you can get the Cane Pocket Guide. Uh, go by, see Great American Cookies in the Bayou Landing Shopping Center. Suit up menswear and tuxedo rentals at 820 East Admiral Doyle Drive, uh, the corner grocery in Lorville. Uh, I want to thank uh, First National Bank of Generette, uh, Sammy Broussard Equipment Center there on Center Street, and Caribbean Ice Company, uh, just outside of town, heading uh, toward Lorville on Lorville Road. And Ace Handyman Hardware, also on South Lewis Street. Uh, uh, no location to pick it up, but uh, big thanks to Coca-Cola That's as right. well. Yeah, they, they are a great sponsor for us at Kane Radio, and we want to thank the fine people at Coca-Cola. And, Have a Coke uh, and a smile. That's right. Uh, I, I can recall uh, Coca-Cola uh, doing many of our games in uh, just uh, they've sponsored many of our events, and we want to thank them uh, 
uh, with regards to that. Speaking of Delcom, though, back to Delcom, uh, they open up against Centerville uh, over in Centerville uh, Friday night at 7 o'clock. And uh, not sure what Centerville. Catholic High was supposed to scrimmage them. Uh, their scrimmage, and it fell through because of all the inclement weather that Friday uh, uh, a couple weeks ago. Tonight uh, there was something, though. Lauraville uh, and Catholic High Junior High is playing tonight? I I think so. I think so. That's a game that uh, Coach Coach, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they're going to have a freshman, I think, a JV game tonight in that regard. uh, uh, Not JV, but uh, Junior High. Okay. Yeah, last you're right. Night, last yeah. night they did the freshman JV stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah, Tuesdays are more appropriate. He said because that's uh, a day uh, that uh, they can play some of those uh, players that uh, might hit the field with the varsity too. So we're trying to give them a little break in between games, uh, three days. Uh, but Centerville waiting for Coach Lousy. Hopefully, uh, he we can uh, get him on the line the next few minutes. Uh, but Centerville, not familiar with Centerville at all in that regard. Uh, uh, don't know. I'm trying to recall who Delcom might have scrimmaged against uh, a couple of weeks ago. That I, I just uh, remember Coach Lowe's mentioning it last week to us, but uh, just can't recall how they did and who they scrimmaged. Uh, of course, uh, Delcom uh, looking to make some uh, shockwaves here in uh, the district this year in 7-2A. Uh, after they take on uh, Centerville, they uh, play come home to play Handsome Memorial, then uh, journey to Oh, no, excuse me. They take on uh, Pope John Paul II in uh, Delcom. And there's a, combi- a connection there to Artie's dad, coached, I believe, uh, coached in, Sly- in Slidell. I'm not sure if it's at Pope John Paul, but I'm sure there's a connection there. Then they go away to play Lake Arthur, come home again to play uh, Westminster Academy at home, then Franklin away. Uh, next, uh, they come back home uh, to play Catholic High School. Uh, then away at West St. Mary, Ascension Episcopal away, and Lauraville away. And that's the uh, Delcom schedule this year uh, for the Delcom Panthers. Uh, Jeff, uh, and you know as well as I do, uh, Coach Laos, I believe he's in his fourth year uh, at Delcom and second. If or, not more. Yeah, second or third. Maybe he's a head football coach, I think, because he went there as originally as an assistant, I think, and then was elevated to the yeah, head coach. Yeah, he was coach, the OC uh, after he left Highland. He was, and uh, hopefully that we can connect with him uh, shortly, but uh, haven't heard yet from him. While we have a moment, uh, we'll remind you our game Friday night, and we'll be talking to Coach Josh Learman uh, tomorrow morning. But Nish hosting Westgate Friday night. Our coverage beginning at about 6.10, 6.15, right in that neighborhood. And I uh, want to thank uh, our high school football sponsors, at least uh, for the non-Catholic high games, and some of these are uh, sponsors for the Catholic high games too, but Pelican Driving School, Iberia Medical Center, LOS, uh, Louisiana Orthopedic Specialists, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, our locally owned and operated, Miller Management, McDonald's, the Quarter Tavern. Also, I want to thank Home Furniture and a couple of candidates, uh, not running this fall, but next fall, Jacob Landry for House Seat number 49, Blake Miguez running for State Senate District 22. Not this fall, but next fall, uh, those two candidates. So, again, thanks for those folks stepping up to sponsor high school football. Nish, Westgate, this coming week, Friday night, next week, uh, De Quincey at Lowerville. 
Yeah, it, uh, we've got uh, some top games on, but boy, that game Friday night, the first one you jump into the fire with uh, Westgate uh, journeying to Nish to take on the Yellow Jackets and the defending 4 a state champ. Uh, should be a good ball game, like Coach Antoine said Monday when he came on to speak about the game. He says the Jackets got nothing to lose. They're coming after mm-hmm. us. So it should be an interesting uh, game and see how Coach Learman, boy, is he introduced into the fire, too, for his first year as the head football coach at uh, Nish. Of course, he's been an assistant there for many years, so familiar uh, with, with, with a bit of a break. Yeah, 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 he did have a little break there, but he, uh, you know, he's familiar. Uh, oh, no doubt, no uh, doubt with that. But a new principal there, and uh, someone he, someone he coached, he mentioned too uh, back in the day. So uh, interesting in that regard. So uh, we'll see how that all comes about. And uh, we we're gonna have an interesting year, Jeff, in uh, high school sports. While we're waiting, Coach Lousy, any other headlines or uh, topics? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at a few things going on. You know, of course, uh, the Saints weren't the only ones to make roster cuts. A uh, couple of takeaways: uh, uh, Trey Lance, um, of course, uh, he was not cut, uh, but uh, welcoming back Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, The Eagles have upgraded basically every one of their positions of need for trading with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the ex-Saint slot corner. Gardner-Johnson going to be in the starting safety uh, secondary, also featuring Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Uh, Another uh, takeaway from uh, teams that uh, obviously made cuts, but keeping guys like James Cook for Buffalo, uh, pass-catching specialist Duke Johnson released. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss remain the top traditional running backs in Buffalo. And then uh, for the Colts, Damian Pierce, even more poised to make noise at running back. Uh, former Colts starter Marlon Mack among those cut. Uh, the rookie Florida product should be an easy choice to handle the job. Rex Burke had as a uh, compliment. Malik Willis's preseason electricity was not for naught. With the Titans cutting Logan Woodside as Ryan Tannehill's top backup. Cowboys uh, don't value the backup quarterback position after cutting all three of Dak Prescott's reserves. Cooper Rush, Will Greer, Ben (laughs) DiNucci reportedly planning to bring at least one of those back once they can move other veterans to injured reserve. That means they trust that they'll be available, which means everyone else around the NFL thinks uh, very little of them as well, which, again, is fine for the Cowboys. And uh, let's see, another takeaway, Josh McDaniels uh, in Denver cares not for the investments of the John Gruden, Mike Mayock era. Now, of course, he's in Vegas, not Denver. He used to be the head coach of uh, Denver. Short, short uh, stint there. But uh, he cut 2021 first-rounder Alex Leatherwood, uh, Perhaps an admission of a bad gamble at right tackle there. Jags uh, do have a deeper receiving core, as evidenced by the release of Laquan Treadwell, who emerged as a favorite target of Trevor Lawrence down the stretch last year. Dolphins going to need extra effort from former first-rounder Noah Igbenoe with starting corner Byron Jones out for at least four games, coming off an Achilles injury or just even more big plays from Xavier Howard and Javon Holland needed. So um, a few notable uh, takeaways from yesterday's uh, cuts and uh, those who uh, stay with it. Justin Fields of the Bears, uh, still a pretty ugly wide receiver core beyond Darnell Mooney, who's money to me, and Chicago keeping seven of the 53-man roster just proves it uh, with 
Vilas Jones Jr., Byron Pringle, and Nikhil Harry. None of them over uh, lie encouraging on their own, all banged up and candidates to hit the IR. So, uh, again, a few uh, interesting moves yesterday. Uh, more to come, I'm sure. Yeah, I've got a couple here, too, that were kind of surprising. Wide receiver Josh Gordon was cut by the Chiefs. And, of course, uh, he was trying to get his life back together. He had some uh, issues uh, through a period of time. And I uh, thought he was settling in with the Chiefs since they traded uh, good old number 10 Hill to the Dolphins uh, in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, uh, O.J. Howard, the t- uh, tight end who played at Alabama, who I thought was a pretty good player. Uh, well, the Bills cut him yesterday. And, uh, and he was signed by the Bills in free agency uh, for a stopgap at tight end for him. But uh, – he didn't make the team. I don't remember you mentioning this name, Sonny Michel, cut by the Dolphins. Mm, yeah. You know, and uh, he just a year removed for rushing for over 800 yards and four touchdowns with the Super Bowl champs, the Rams, and the Dolphins are comfortable with their one-two punch of Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mozart uh, with Miles Gaskin. So uh, uh, a couple of the big cunts there. You did mention Duke Johnson cut by the Bills, I do believe, and uh, elsewhere Kelly Mond cut by the Vikings along with Wyatt Davis cut by the Vikings. Uh uh, you mentioned Alex Leatherwood by the Raiders, and uh, uh, just uh, amazing uh, uh, in that regard. Uh, I'm pulling up uh, one of the uh, cut lists from uh, the NFL rosters and the uh, trying to see maybe who uh, uh, any names here that uh, the, the Saints' uh, opponents in their division might have cut uh, any jumping out. I mean, don't see any with the Carolina Panthers for that regard, but uh, – you know, a lot of cuts yesterday, and, uh, you know, even though a lot of these guys are being cut, I'd be willing to bet uh, a few of them will get back with the original team, too, as uh, teams just, uh, yeah. like I said earlier, try to hide some of these players and cut them early and uh, thinking that uh, they're not good. But other teams have some uh, – their scouts do a good job. They'll find them, uh, like I tell people. But you mentioned uh, Mooney from uh, the Bears. Uh, I watched him play in college, and uh, yeah, remarkable speed. Well, let's see, we got a, someone on the line here. Yeah, let's go ahead and go to the phones and say, hello, you're in the air. Hey, Jeff, this is Coach Lays over at Delco. Coach, appreciate you joining us. Uh, let's uh, get right into it. A uh, quick recap of the Jamboree effort. Uh, obviously, uh, kind of dominating there, it looked like, on paper. Uh, uh, score indicative of uh, your team's play. Well, I, I tell you, we did execute uh, pretty good on the offensive side of the ball. There's a few things we need to clean up uh, with our young sophomore wing back. Uh, other than that, we did did a pretty good job defensively. Um, you know, our front needs to be a little more disciplined this week against Centerville. But uh, all in all, with the, the few amount, you know amount of time we've been able to practice, it was a pretty good effort for our guys. And I think our experience is definitely paying off right now. Yeah, Artie, I told Landry, I watched a little bit of your film, too, and uh, one young man kind of stood out for me was number four, Jackson Wiggins, who had a big night uh, against Highland Baptist. Uh, It looks like he's gotten a little thicker, too, from last year, what I can recall, and uh, he played an outstanding game for you, I thought, both at uh, tailback and playing a little linebacker, too, if I can recall. Yeah, he he did a great job in both of those spots, and you know that was a big question mark coming into this year. And we knew that he'd have to step up in order for us to have success, and, and he proved uh, last week at least that that he's up to that challenge. So hopefully, we can get that continuing into this week. How was uh, the event itself? I know it wasn't exactly how you planned on hosting it, but uh, how'd that uh, format work out for you guys? 
Well, everything was great, you know, other than having to haul everything to Nish, uh, which was a chore. But, you know, people came out. There were a lot more people considering the weather than I, than I expected. And uh, it was a real good time, I think, for all four schools involved. Very good. Of course, uh, the real uh, season begins this Friday night. Uh, on the road at Centerville, what have you found out about that team, um, taking a look at film as of late? Well, we had a, just a small uh, sample of film. They did, their scrimmage got canceled, so we were able to see their jamboree. And they have some pretty solid kids on the uh, defensive line. They come off the ball fast, and they have two good kids at cornerback that only play one side of the ball. So defensively, they're pretty stout. Offensively, they're changing systems. Uh, they're more of a shotgun kind of power running game, and they like to throw the ball deep. So we're going to have to stay disciplined in the secondary and, and really be stout up front in order to, to try to shut them down. And I think really with the, the lack of practice, you know, being outside on both sides, both teams there, I think it's going to be a matter of whose kids can outlast the other team, you know, for four quarters with being in shape. Uh, Coach, uh, Tony, again, Coach Centerville, uh, have they been playing uh, uh, Class A football for not, not that long, have they? I believe their first year uh, in a district was my last year at Highland, which was the 2015 season. Uh, and then uh, Coach Millett uh, took over for the program for a few years, and, and he really built them up, and they were a pretty solid program. And, and this is their first year under a new coach, Coach Jefferson, who comes from Assumption. Interesting. Uh, so, uh, And they're in, I think they're in the – a district of Highland Baptist and that that other group uh, in that regard. Am I correct in that assumption? Generate being also with VC and Central Catholic being in that district also. Correct. They're in that district, and for several years there, they had pretty good runs. Uh, you know, winning six to eight games a year uh, for about three years in a row. I think last year was a little bit of a down year for them. Real good. Before we let you go, and anything your Delcom fans might want to know making that trip down there as far as the facility and tickets and things such as that? Yes, uh, you know, if you're going to come down there and support us this week, you're probably going to need to bring some lawn chairs just in case the stadium overflow and also some uh, mosquito repellent gets pretty bad down there in Centerville. Fair enough. Coach, uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hope to talk to you again on Saturday morning following the game. We uh, kick off the Sports Corner again on Saturday. I was going to shoot you a text, but I'll put you on the spot live here. I think we usually uh, spoke to you a little after 11 o'clock. Is that still good for you this yep. season? Yep, that sounds like a great time. Coach Artie, I, I appreciate it as always. Uh, we'll talk to you Saturday, but good luck Friday night. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Coach uh, Artie Lyus, uh, he did uh, rush him along, but uh, we're kind of running behind with Coach uh, Hudson uh, scheduled to join us as well. Anything else before we take the no, break? No, uh, look forward to, uh, looking forward to a big game uh, Friday night. That's a Kadiana at Lafayette Christian. That's uh, Lafayette Christian moving up uh, two spots. Uh, I say two spots, two uh, two uh, classifications to take on the uh, Wrecking Rams. Should be an interesting contest Friday night. No, don't, you don't think LCA uh, – did the damage to Kadiana High. You don't think that was like a uh, I'm not going there. game week prank? <laughs> I, no, I'm kidding, of course. But uh, no, those two schools aren't far from each other, just that's across right. I-10, uh, that, almost correct. from each other. So, no, uh, no doubt uh, LCA has built up quite a program. Um, I'm not sure uh, exactly the methods, but uh, good for them.
All righty. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our break. You're listening to Bayou Sports. We'll be back uh, uh, with uh, next uh, head coach uh, Rick Hudson from Highland Baptist right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 9 to East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. And thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern. Best bar and more. This year's Best of the Tash. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. We have head football coach uh, Rick Hudson from the uh, Highland uh, Baptist Bears. Good morning, Coach, and how are you this morning? Doing fine, guys. How are y'all? Good, good. Coach, uh, we just spoke to Coach uh, Lyuz. Uh, tell us uh, your experience at the Jamboree facing uh, the Delcom Panthers. Uh, what did you learn from your team uh, Friday night? Well, one thing we learned, we need to do more tackling in practice. We didn't do a very good job of tackling, but uh, I guess that was somewhat expected because of the lack of uh, you know time we've had out, outside. So um, anyway, we, uh, you know, we've been working on that this week and, uh, and just some, you know, some assignment bust that we had that, uh, that we had to get cleared up, and, and I think we've done some things this week to do that. Yeah, I, I know uh, Parker Perry, uh, kind of a late addition uh, at quarterback. Uh, how are uh, his adjustments coming along? And uh, he gets he he gets better every day. He really does. And uh, I, I know I've said this before, but he he's a student of the game, and and uh, he asks a lot of questions. Uh, if, if he's not sure about anything, he wants to get it clear. And um, I, th- I think he keeps getting better every day at practice. And made a lot of progress from the scrimmage to the jamboree and and i think he'll do the same thing this week there you go uh, uh you mentioned some of the low lights um some of the highlights from friday night well we were seven of 14 passing which is uh not remarkable but uh it's pretty good for a guy playing his first uh you know live action and uh you know we made a lot we made several first downs and the game had had two really nice drives one amended right before halftime inside the 10 yard line and you know, when you play those 12-minute halves, you really don't get into the flow of the game. And, and I, some, sometimes I think they're actually too short. I wish we'd play the 15-minute halves like some jamborees do, especially now that we're only playing two games uh, in the jamboree. Uh, but we got you know got stopped inside the 10 one time. Just really hadn't didn't have enough time to to do some of the things we wanted to do. 
and uh, you know finish the game down near the twenty yard line. So uh, offensively, we moved the ball. Defensively, we just didn't tackle the tackle the way we needed to in well, open space. Uh, Coach Tony, again, Coach, with all the wet weather, how, how have you uh, handled all that with uh, practices and uh, trying to get in? Like you said, uh, just you could work on tackling a little bit better, and uh, hopefully the weather will clear up a little bit so you can have some uh, better practices uh, with the, the, the drier ground, so to speak. Well, uh, you know, Nish has been very, very kind to us. Uh, we, we, uh, Monday we scheduled a late practice, so we waited until they were through with their practice and then went over and practiced afterwards. Uh, and then yesterday it was dry enough for us to get on our field, even though it wasn't in great shape. Uh, but we were able to get on the practice field and, and go uh, full speed on it. Uh, I hadn't been out there today. I think we got a little rain here last night even, so not sure about that. But uh, this is the first week we've, you know, had two days in a row we were able to go outside. Of course, uh, you know, as it would be, uh, the rain goes away, but the heat uh, comes back. Uh, but is that a bad thing at this point? Well, the only thing about heat is it's equal to both teams. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think I'm, I'm anxious to see how we look tomorrow night because, like you said, we haven't had a, enough hot practices to really become acclimated to it at this point. And, uh, you know, yesterday was just brutal. Uh, our trainer, Coach Williams, uh, told us a couple of times, you know, we need to probably uh, come inside a little bit, cool down before we go back out for another session just because of the uh, the wet bulb in- index that they use now for for heat in- you know for heat index and and the, the athletic trainers rules and guidelines uh, so it's, it's going to be a tough I'm, I'm sure it's going to be tough on both teams tomorrow night you, you say tomorrow night uh, Thursday night uh... Thursday night game and oh. here's the new announcement um, we were originally supposed to be playing at home of Christian and just like us they've gotten a ton of rain in fact last night, I think they got maybe their heaviest rain of the week of the last couple of weeks, and their coach called and asked if we could move the game to our field. And like I told you, our field is still not in great shape, so we're going to play at Nish tomorrow night at seven thirty. At seven thirty too, uh, so a little yes, later sir. than normal. So yeah, that is uh, good to know. Uh, fan opportunities uh, to to uh, take you, you know somebody at Nish because you seem to have uh, some good good connections there. Well, I know one or two guys over there. There you go. That's that's great, uh, though. Again, and we've talked about um, you know the investment, and you were of course at Nish at the time, but the investment into those turf stadiums, those new facilities, they continue to pay off. They do. They do. It's great for the community, and and I know other schools have done the same thing. It's not just it's not just Highland Baptist and Nish. Uh, uh, in fact. Uh, Scotty Williams, you know our O line coach, uh, who, who's been at Highland for many more years than I have. He he told me this morning that they've actually played home of Christian there a couple of times because of this situation where their field was too wet, and they asked to move it over here, and our field was too wet, so they end up playing at Nish. So I think this may be the second or third time that Highland Baptist and Home of Christian have played at Nish. There you go. Tell us uh, what you know about Home of Christian at this point. Well, they're similar to Delcom, and the they run. Basically the same defense, but uh, they're a little more of a blitz-oriented team. And offensively, they're a wing tee team, but they're more of a traditional wing tee team than uh, what Artie's doing right now with uh, kind of combining the spread aspects to the wing tee. Are they uh, they're similar to us in numbers. No, they're actually a 2A school. That's what I was thinking, okay. They're a 2A school, but uh, they're similar in numbers as far as roster size. And... Uh, and uh, I think it'll be a competitive matchup for sure. Very good. So, again, 
tomorrow night, 7.30, Thursday night uh, at New Iberia Senior High Stadium. Uh, again, it had been scheduled. As far as uh, you know, their transportation and expenses, do you guys work uh, that out when they uh, flip the home game situation? What we said last night on the phone was we're just going to flip the contract. So next year they'll be the home team again. And uh, and and so we're we're going to assume all the expenses tonight, and they'll assume all the expenses next year. Understood, Coach. Uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, Saturday. I'm kicking off the sports corner. I uh, hope you can uh, continue to join us Saturday mornings as well. Absolutely. And I, I know normally we pretty much kick it off with you at about ten fifteen, if that still works. Still works for me, Coach. Thanks so much as always. Uh, we'll look forward to. Checking with you Saturday, but best of luck tomorrow night. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. All right, Coach. All right. Appreciate Coach uh, Rick Hudson uh, again. Uh, big news there. It, it seems every time we talk to Coach Hudson, <laughs> he, he's got he's got a headline or two for us. Uh, that um, he does. That he does. So uh, the the Bears playing uh, tomorrow night, not Friday night, uh, as they. Moved the game from Homer to New Iberia, and not only moved it for, to New Iberia, but uh, they'll be playing at uh, Nish uh, come tomorrow night at 7.30, not 7 o'clock, which usually high school football kicks off. No, no doubt. You know, he mentioned 15-minute halves for the Jamboree, and when I first got to the state, and I'm covering South Lafourche at the time, that was the standard, 15-minute. And, and I understood, and I was happy when uh, you know i did my first jamboree at lloyd g porter and there were six teams three games i didn't mind the 12 minute halves don't i wasn't complaining about it because then you've got those half times and you've got the time between games it made for a fairly long evening as it was uh, let alone add three minutes to each half but but i get what he's saying about uh, it's tough to get something going it is you know it would be one thing if it was like a normal half where you didn't take the break, you didn't lose the possession. If you had the ball at the end of the first uh, period, say, and then still kept it at the start of the second period, uh, you, you could continue to do something. So I understand completely what he's talking about, and I'm surprised that we don't see more 15-minute uh, halves, if you will, when there's only two matchups. And again, you know, something else that comes into play, too, in uh, high school football, especially in Louisiana, is the water breaks or the heat yeah, uh, heat yeah. breaks that you're going to have for a minute or two. And uh, that uh, don't know if that took place during these uh, games. That's I'm a question. Certain, we I would I would be certain. that. Yeah. They did. Uh, so we'll see uh, uh, how that's going to come into play in the next. And usually they go anywhere from uh, September, most of the games, if not all the games in September, into the first, second week in October when the weather cools It, it, it depends on the weather, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, humidity uh, level, temperature, sun is starting to set a little bit earlier. That's right, that's right. So, uh, I mean, it is now, obviously. And, we, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are hoping right now, knock on wood, that uh, we'll get into maybe a, a cooler September if uh, because we had a – it was a pretty hot June. Uh, August is, was hot, but the rain had – kind of kept the temperature down a little bit over the last uh, few weeks and unfortunately a lot of rain now tomorrow night uh, coach may get a break with that too because tomorrow's forecast similar to today hot but little chance of rain especially uh, once the sun sets uh, whereas friday night uh, i think we're dealing with much better rain chances even in the evening yeah uh, and hopefully it, uh, it cooperates a little bit uh, we had a shower early this morning i think uh and uh, but yesterday and the uh, day before uh, Monday, uh, the weather kind of cooperated a little bit, and we hadn't seen the torrential rain pours and scattered thunderstorms uh, 
that we've had for the last few weeks. Lawnmowers are buzzing. Uh, right that, now. that they are. That they are. Anyway, Jeff, uh, uh, I don't know if you had any other headlines. If not, let's go into our next break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Badgero, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here uh, on a big, uh, the last day in August, August 31st here on a big uh, Wednesday morning hump day. And with us is our PGA professional, Theodore Teddy Sliman. Good morning, Teddy. Good and morning. Uh, welcome to Kane Radio's uh, Bayou Sports. Happy to be here. And what can you tell us about LIV this well, morning? Well, y'all, y'all just uh, alluded to, <laughs> you know, alerted me that uh, six players now bolted from the PGA Tour to the LIV Tour. And uh, the biggest one is Cameron Smith, the British Open champion. And uh, a young player from Australia. He's that won at least one other tournament this year, too, hasn't he? I think he has, yeah. He's ranked, I, I think, second. I know, in, that's what I thought I saw. World. After yeah. Scheffler? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's a big name, and that's a high-ranking high uh, uh, player that's uh, left. You know, uh, and, and, and once again, I told you guys last time we talked that I think they paid him $140 million 
which uh, if you put it in perspective, that's more money than Tiger Woods has won in his career, which ex- you know spans more than 20-plus years. So I don't know where, where, where are we going with this. It's, it's, uh, T- Tiger's done good with sponsorships, though, I oh think. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like no no moot tears here. Yeah. He, he had that much money before he teed it up. I yeah. think Nike and sponsorship money. I know Titleist gave him fifty million. Right and uh, I want to say uh, uh, Nike, Nike forty million a, yeah. year, a year, not not well, a year. Yeah, Tiger. T- 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 yeah, we don't have to worry about Tiger in that respect. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we do have to worry about where this live tour is going. If you are uh, a PGA Tour fan, which you know obviously I. I am, and, and pretty much have to be since I'm uh, a member of the PGA. But, uh, you know, nonetheless, I, I, I don't think that it's uh, – and I know it's not going away, and I don't know if, it, if it's beneficial for golf in general. We'll have to wait and see. They, they need to sit down and, and, and try to iron out their differences. I know there's a lot of animosity between Greg Norman and the PGA Tour, and uh, it, it's, it's escalating, obviously. But uh, I think that there's, there's a place for both tours. You know, I, I get that the players love that money. That's the number one thing. You know, they want the money up front. That's great. And I, I do think they're going to miss the actual competition because on the live tour, there's, there's really no competition. And uh, they're going to miss the fact that they're playing for important tournaments. And I think if they could sit down and, and iron it out and give, you know, the PGA Tour half a season and give them a half a season where they could, you know, fully participate in the live tour and, and what they're offering as far as team events and, and such and all the money as well, I think everybody could be a winner then. But uh, it's just going to have to uh, run its course. Well, one thing it's done, it's kept the game of golf in the news uh, all through the, the, I guess, the last three or four months, especially with the, the, a lot of the PGA professionals deciding to uh, basically get out of uh, the PGA uh, uh, membership. Yeah, they, they've lost quite a, quite a few players. You know, you can say what you want, and, you know, I, and I appreciate Rory and Tiger, uh, you know, formulating this meeting with the PGA Tour's top 20 players and getting them to make a commitment and then all of a sudden the PGA Tour comes up with all this money that's, where's, where was it before, you know? I mean, they're, they're doubling their purse, purse money for several tournaments. I think they went up to $20 million on 20 tournaments, 20-plus, you know, and then some of them are even higher than that. So, you know, most of the tournaments are around $10 million right, right now. So it's, uh, it's peculiar, you know? I mean, the, the, the PGA Tour is, uh, they don't have a monopoly. And, and and they're beginning to figure that out, and uh, it's going to be rough sailing, I think, for for the next whatever. Well, uh, LIV has offered Cameron Smith somewhere in the vicinity of a hundred million to come play in there. Hundred forty, uh, what I heard. Okay, uh, that's a lot of yeah. a lot of coins. He doesn't have to work. He play one year and doesn't have to work again if he gets his check early. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's another. That's another mystery. Is. How are, how are these players getting paid? What kind of contract they have? If True. they could possibly have a contract that would be valid, you know, because of who you're dealing with. <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, for certain, you know, how, how are they getting paid? What's the, the stipulations of their contracts? You know, I mean, you guys know in football and all how these contracts work and how there's different variations of them and different angles from when the player gets paid how much and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, once again, it's, it's – uh, I still think uh, once Augusta National makes a statement, if they're going to 
make a statement, uh, that's going to weigh a lot. In which they don't have to. They don't have to, right, you know. because it's an invitational tournament. They have the right to send out invitations to whom and ever they want, you know. And Well, I, they're, they're kind of the blue bloods of uh, golf, too. Well, uh, no question, yeah. I, I would imagine there is no... Uh, women's aspect to the saudi tour uh, not n- yet but they, they've been talking oh to, really to the lpga yes. but, but really? they have to wear uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the headdress the headdress the, the, yeah, the, the headdress i can't high jabs yeah <laughs> you know and that whole uh, no I'm, no shorts I'm, either i would imagine not <laughs> no skirts <laughs> Well, now no, we no get low camera <laughs> angles. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So it should be interesting in that regard. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, most of those LPGA tour players are pleasing to the eye. So oh yeah, they uh, they you're right about that. <laughs> they, they would be a br- big attraction to the Saudis. Uh, they, they got some cuties out there. You're right about <laughs> no that. No question. Anyway, uh, but uh, interesting, Teddy, and I think it brings the game of golf up into the uh, sporting world a lot more. And uh, I don't know if it was meant to do that, but uh, I think. The Arab basically are saying, hey, uh, we want to get involved in this. We've got plenty of money to back it, too. And they do what, what we had, as much as a half a trillion dollars they've got, of $500 million, they've got billion. $580 billion, billion in that PIF, you know, whatever they call it. Wow. But, uh, you know, it's uh, – and, and, you know, a lot of people have been asking me the question, or we've been pondering the question, is what is that motive? You know, is it to change their image and, and such? And how, how far are they willing to go? You know, they, they're involved with Formula One, I think which is really big from what people say, you know. And uh, they also bought a, 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 what's a soccer team or what they call football yeah. over there yeah. in England and all. So uh, they, they're trying to, uh, you know, change their image maybe. That's their motive, and uh, they've hit the right button, I guess. Boy, and they have too with a lot of PGA professionals, uh, you know, s- and we're not talking about seven figures. We're talking about uh, nine, yeah. you know. That, <laughs> Whatever. That's that, a lot of money. Two extra life. zeros, man. That, that's a lot of money. Like Rory said after he won, he said, you know, that's not going to do me any good. You know, I've yeah, got enough money yeah. to live comfortably. It's not going to elevate what, what I do or don't do in life, you know. He says, but these trophies mean a lot, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what I think the players on the Live Tour are going to miss. Plus, if you think about it, these guys' egos are huge. They like to be in the spotlight, in the news. They're not anymore, you know. That's the, right. The tour, the tour is the LIV tour, but Phil Mickelson and Bryson DeChambeau and and, and Dustin Johnson, their their names are not, you know. That that's an important factor. That I, I haven't seen uh, them on TV uh, in the news. That's You're right. right, and that's that's big to them, and and they're going to start to understand that. Plus, you know, I mean. They have no TV contract, the LIV tour, and without that, I don't see how they can move much forward than what they're doing now. So well, uh, get more publicity as far as media is concerned and, and in the spotlight. So, uh, I'm curious to see what happens yeah. to some of those uh, pros that don't fulfill their contract <laughs> <laughs> with the LIV. That's going to be interesting, too, in that regard. Yeah. So they get tired of this, and uh, I am going back to the PGA. Will you take me? They're not going to accept them back. As of right now, they're uh, not well, accepting them back. This is true. So, so we'll see how that all falls into play you got it anyway Thanks. interesting appreciate right. it teddy y'all have a great day all righty anyway uh this uh, this day in sports history august the 31st uh 1894 billy hamilton uh base stealer steals seven bases in one ball game uh, uh, remarkable anyway in 1909 aj reach company are the ones that patented the cork centered baseball I'm not sure what the baseballs were uh back yeah, in there the is day. a rubber ball yeah yeah for but a long time but yeah, they cork-centered the baseball. They had the uh, patent on that. 
1918, the Red Sox win the earliest AL pennant ever. I think the Cubs won the earliest uh, NL pennant ever. Uh, and, of course, the season ended early in September 2nd because of World War I uh, in 1918. 1934, the first uh, NFL Chicago All-Star game as the both teams battled to a 0-0 tie in front of 80,000 at Soldier Field. 1950, the Dodgers' Gil Hodges hits four homers in a single in a game against the Braves. And, of course, uh, thinking about that, I think there have been maybe uh, 10 or 12 players throughout the years that have hit four homers in a game. I know uh, Iron Horse, Lou Gehring did it, uh, and uh, others. Elsewhere, in 1954, the Yankees uh, win 6-1 uh, for a record tying 26 wins in August. That was in 1931, win 26 games in one month. 1959, Sandy Koufax. Uh, breaks Dizzy Dean's National League mark of 18 strikeouts in a game. 1964, ground is broken on Anaheim Stadium, uh, future home of Major League Baseball's the California Angels. Of course, they're going from ages, uh, Anaheim to Los Angeles and all. Of course, uh, Gene Autry, the singing cowboy, was the first owner of the Angels back in, when they came into the uh, American League in 61. 1972, uh, Lassie Varon runs an Olympic world record in 10,000 meters. Of course, Lassie Beeren, uh, also in later years, got uh, accused of blood doping. That's when you take your blood out of your system a pint or so and then uh, put it back in to give you extra oxygen in your blood to run with. In 1979, the Battle of the American League's tennis, uh, teenage tennis prodigies as Tracy Austin, 16-year-old, beat a 14-year-old Andre Yeager in, uh, at the U.S. Open. 1980, the 80th U.S. Amateur Championship won by Louisiana's Hal Sutton. Hal Sutton winning the uh, Golf Amateur uh, Championship. 1990, baseball outfielders Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. become the first father and son to play on the same team. The pair hit back-to-back singles in the first inning and both scored. In 1991, Houston quarterback David Klinger sets an NCAA record of six touchdown passes in the second quarter alone as the Cougars clobber Louisiana Tech 73-3. And on this date, 1997, Don Matley's number 23 was retired by the New York Yankees. Birthdays today, 1935, Hall of Famer Frank Robinson. Uh, celebrate would be celebrating a birthday today. Of course, Frank Robinson being the first uh, African-American manager in baseball back in 76 when he was a player manager with the Indians. I can picture those uh, dark red uh, uniforms, pants, and jersey. Uh, they were hideous, uh, yes. but, but, it, but they stood out. They did. No doubt. They did. And born on this day in 1955, Edwin Moses, of course, the uh, – 400-meter hurler who won uh, two uh, Olympic golds, born in Dayton, Ohio. I think he won something like 110, 112 consecutive uh, 400-meter races. You couldn't beat him. Anyway, the quote of the day, good old Casey Stengel. I thought it would be a good day for him. The secret of managing is to keep the guys who hate you away from the guys who are undecided. <laughs> Casey Stengel once said that uh, I'll never be, when the Yankees fired him at 70, he made a comment, I'll never be 70 again. Anyway, uh, that's it today in sports history, August 31st, uh, Jeff. All right. Once again, want to thank uh, our two coaches who joined us today, uh, Coach Arnie Loza at Delcom and Coach Rick Hudson at Highland Baptist. Tomorrow we'll be joined by a couple more coaches, uh, Josh Learman at the bottom of the hour at 7.30, and then around 8 o'clock, Carol Olivier at Acadiana Christian School. So, uh, again, we'll look forward to that and uh, more 
tomorrow. That'll do it. I want to thank our sponsors, including L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center. We will send it to news, brought to us by David Funeral Homes, and then Lee Kay uh, picks up the mantle with more of the Breakfast Club coming up in just a bit. You're listening to KANE, 1240 AM, and K298CQ, 107.5 FM, New Iberia.